This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's Off Air with Julie Stewart Binks on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to Off Air, the show that begins when the red light goes off. The most confusing tagline of all time, but oddly, you know exactly what it means. I hope you all had a happy new year. It's basically illegal for me to wish you happy new year at this point. Well, according to Larry David, and I endorse those rules. But it's a very happy new year for us because we get to go off air with a woman who has done so much in her career. She's a former professional hockey player, first female pro scout for the LA Kings, and is on ESPN talking hockey in the rink and studio, the one and only Blake Bolden. Blake, thank you so much for making time with us today. You have been traveling at the speed of light, Ms. Fahrenheit, going on so many different ventures with your career. And the last time we talked was the Stanley Cup in 2022. What have you been up to since then? Because it just seems like it's it's more and more and more all the time. <laughs> um, more and more and more. And then some of the same, I guess. I got married since then. Um, Congratulations. Life, life has just been busy. As you said, we're doing some live games with ESPN. I'm, I just saw game scouting last night. I'm constantly on the road in an airport traveling. And I don't know. It's just really exciting for me. Luke Robitaille, our, our president with the LA Kings, is like, you're young. Do it all. Just go. And I'm like, all right. All right. You told me I'm going. You're like, OK. I mean, if Luke Robitaille tells you that, um, you do it. Right. So how do you then how do you manage all of that? Like, what's a day in the life like for you with all of those different things? Uh, a, a Google calendar is really helpful. Um, I actually wasn't a Google calendar kind of person until I decided to add three, four different jobs to my resume at the same time. Um, yeah, I just I kind of just stay in the loop. I have a really good team with the Kings. They'll be like, Blake, you need to be here. And I go and my my guys up at ESPN, they'll give me my schedule way ahead of time. So I just compartmentalize and everybody's really flexible because they're very supportive of, okay, she's scouting this night and we want her to be on live TV these nights. And it's it's you would think you'd have to pick, but I guess I don't right now. Wow. Great. I mean, there's the answer, like having awesome places to work for that get it. So uh, is there like a 1A, 1B type of situation? Like what's what one is um, more important to you? Ooh, that's really hard. Um, I feel like it's professionally in a different order than it is personally, to be honest. Like what, what obviously what makes more money would be professionally more important. But then uh, personally, I would say my kings have always been my number one priority. Um, I, I 
actually didn't go full time with ESPN when they had asked me because I just didn't feel right with leaving a team that basically put me on a platform to be as as big as some say that I am right now. So I would say my Kings, first and foremost, um, scouting, I've just been way more comfortable with since starting in 2020. And then my community work, my growth and inclusion specialist role, those are split 50-50. So um, Kings comes first and I'm dabbling more into the ESPN broadcasting. Uh, I've got, you know, my schedule laid out. You'll see me a couple times in February, March, April, um, and maybe even in the studio. We'll see. What is it that drew you to scouting and like how and why did that come to fruition? Well, what drew me to scouting was luck. Pretty much. Um, 2019, I met Luke Robitaille in a tunnel when I was headed out to a LA Kings game. My first LA Kings game, I was with Black Girl Hockey Club's group of people and I met Luke Robitaille. And he, he pretty much just asked me, like, hey, are you interested in scouting? I had just moved to the West Coast. I had come back from playing in Switzerland. And I was looking for something stable because women's professional hockey wasn't where it is right now. Um, And so that was an opportunity that I jumped on. And I was the Pacific Region American League Scout. Right now I have 10 teams. Um, So I'm traveling uh, Vancouver, Calgary, Bakersfield, San Diego, L.A., all of these different teams, Tucson, Colorado, which Colorado I'm going next week for an entire week. I'm going to throw in some skiing in there one day Um, and you just try to balance it out. Um, But yeah, the one thing I do really like about scouting, I think mostly because it's in the Pacific region and I get to go to places like Coachella Valley and throw in some golfing in there here and there, but it's just making my own schedule. I wouldn't be Mm -hmm. able to be in hockey ops, you know, be player development on the ice with the boys. If I had to be on camera with ESPN, like I, I can, you know, massage my my schedule a lot better because of scouting. Got to ask you your thoughts, obviously, you know, having played pro hockey and seeing the PWHL come along and, and seeing women get this opportunity. What's it what's it like as a former player now? Well, I find myself tuning into a lot of the games while I'm cooking or even just having it play in the background while I'm driving to a game. I think it's incredible. I mean, if you saw Ottawa's home opener like that was mm-hmm. crazy. I was so impressed with the fans and how they just were, everybody's just so excited. And then the game itself, um, I again was talking to our assistant GM because he was like, oh, what do you think of you? You'll pick up a stick and play again. And I was <laughs> like, you know, my Manome Rayom thinks that I should be playing right now. She's like, Blake, what are you doing? Like, pick up a stick. And I'm like, Manome, like, I am, I don't know if I could do it, <laughs> but. You totally could. <laughs> but it, it makes you excited, right? You see the young girls in the stands and they're just like, I can be that. And that's what these girls and myself have been chanting since I graduated college in 2013. It's if you can see it, you can be it. And now these girls actually potentially have a sustainable league and we'll see how it goes for the year. Everyone's saying that this is not about them, but it's about the future, yeah. which is very selfless because it is, you know, they, these women do get a place to play, but it's, it's so wonderful to see that this is like the longevity of the representation, right? Like, can you imagine growing up and seeing a woman on the ice, like also a black woman on the ice playing like something that you had never seen before? Never seen. Like, how would that change your life? I would have, I don't know if I could have tried harder, but I could have dreamt differently, right? I could have dreamt 
um, you know, my mom was like, okay, first step, we're going to go to college. You know, you're going to get a degree. You'll probably have a normal sort of job, whatever that may be. Luckily, I was so obsessed with hockey that I don't have a normal job. <laughs> but, you know, that was the trajectory. And then you you only saw the Olympics and that was all you had. And you had it every four years and you could watch the 98 or, you know, I just was on a call with Angela Ruggiero, who's a who's working with the New York Rangers right now. And I'm like, look at, look at how far the game has come. Um, and yeah, we're all just really thrilled to see it. You have been on the ice though with Sid recently oh. in like an epic um, segment for your show. And like, what was that like? And so for people who haven't seen it, you guys are doing like a skills comp type of thing in front of the net. Like you're, you're shooting and, and competing against Sid, Sidney Crosby. Yeah. What was that like? Uh, well, I should break it down. It's it's kind of like this segment. I had done 30 or so interviews uh, last September uh, for the Player Media Tour. And Sidney and I had gone viral on our little keep away skit last season. And so, you know, some people think that Sid is like very, you know, quiet, which he is. He's reserved, but like he's a competitor. And he's ex he loves the game of hockey. That's why he's so good at 36 years old. So uh, I remember talking to my producers and being like, hey, what do you think we can get out of Sid tonight? Like today, what, what, what can we do? And I'm like, well, he's the king of scoring backhanded goals and in tight goals and just getting on one knee or whatever. Like, let's just see if we can reenact that. And that's what we did. And I thought the best thing about that skit was that he helped build the competition. So I all I said was, Sid, do you want to compete? Like, do you want to get in a little competition? He was like, yeah. So like, this is how high it is. And this is how many we have to get and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yes, Sid, let's go. But it was yeah, amazing. Yeah, he was into it. Like you got that out of him. I was like, wow. Yeah. Like that's the most personality we've like seen a lot of the time with that. But it's amazing when you're, I mean, not surprising, but it's amazing when you see those moments where you're like at the same, showing everyone at the same level as them. Like you're doing the exact same thing. To be honest, he, yeah, I cheated a bit on that first round. He had to go backwards <laughs> and I was going forwards. I was like, yo, you said you got to work I smarter, not harder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't going to tell him. I was like, Sid, like you got four seconds. That stinks for you, yeah. buddy. And I'm just like, chin, 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 chin. <laughs> but you got to you gotta watch that. all the rounds. He completely kicks my butt in the third round. But I had some good backhanders for a defenseman. Like I'm not in tight all the time. So. So, right. Listen. And also you're not training every day and playing like <laughs> I pretty give myself good. props I, for that. Yeah, for sure. What's it what's it been like for you broadcasting now? Uh, broadcasting as a reporter, because I'm kind of in this hybrid in between the benches reporter trying to be analyst role. Um, I've only had two live games, but I've done a lot of the interview sit down things on the uh, the more of that sit down production and the live games are scary, Julie, they're just scary, but in a good way. They're in a, like a, it's in your gut. You've got the butterflies, you fly in a day before you watch the practice, you interview the players and the coaches, and you try to come up with all these stories. And it's just like, it's fun. Cause it's almost like you're being a detective. You're like, okay, well this happened last week and this is, you know, where you're trending and, you know, I, I was I was in a whole new arena of my professional career. But as you know, I'd be putting myself out of my comfort zone. And that's where I like to stay. 
just want to ask you though, of course, like obviously being like a black woman who has been just a, first of all, you've been like a trailblazer as a woman in all these different areas, but like, you've also been a black woman who's a trailblazer in all these different areas. If someone was to come for advice to you about like your journey, what would you, what would you say to like a younger black woman or like someone your age about just getting to where you are right now? Um, I, I would just say be, be real with yourself. Um, the, the imposter syndrome and the doubt's going to come, but just kind of settle into that and, 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 and focus on the positives, focus on the things that you bring. Like when I first started scouting and, and not that I was in these important rooms all the time, but it's just like, these, these guys, there's a certain level of hierarchy, but they're also really nice when you try to get to know them. Like just, just ask certain questions and try to put yourself out of your comfort zone, but realize what you bring to the table is different. I played professional women's hockey. I'm a two-time world champion. I'm a, a, a champion in professional hockey. I'm a four-time all-star. Like you're going to have doubts, girl, but just just know that about yourself and know that you're deserving to be in the positions that you are. Um, that's something that I have to, that I have been working through and now I'm getting better at. And also I would say, say no, <laughs> learn how to say no. <laughs> I want this show people to walk away with something that, that helps them, right? Like your story of success in so many different realms, like, success doesn't just come like it, a lot of it comes from dealing with adversity and overcoming that and going through it. Yeah. What would you say like has been maybe some of the hardest hurdles or one of the hardest hurdles that you had to overcome to get to this point that had you not, you wouldn't be here. True. Um, well, I mean, you just, you just, you mentioned being a black American and a, in a, in a sport that you don't really see much of. Right. So that there's that just at a young age. Um, and, and not to say that it was impossible because obviously it wasn't, but it was a little bit challenging in deciding how you wanted to present yourself to your teammates, your opponents, um, even like professionally in college, just realizing your difference is actually a gift. It's not something that you should be ashamed of. It doesn't matter. I'm not even just talking about skin color, but just whatever your difference is, maybe you like something that's just totally outside of what's normal, right? Just be okay with that. Be okay with that because that's who you are. Um, I would say the biggest hurdle was was being one of the best players in the world and not being an Olympian and and honestly, like shaming myself and in, in, in thinking of myself in a way that wasn't as valuable as um, I could name any one of the amazing teammates that I used to be on the national team with. And I wasn't able to be an Olympian that young Blake said that she wanted to be when she saw the 1998 Olympics. And I was told why I didn't make that Olympic team was because I was uncoachable, which is like the 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 worst thing that you could probably say wow. about a person. And Julie, you know me, I don't think that you would think that I would be an uncoachable person. I'm an intense person. I'm a hardworking person, but I'm definitely not uncoachable. You could probably ask any of my coaches that I've had. Yeah, you, you, you've done a lot of things that uh, are very difficult. I would imagine that you would have had to take advice and be coached in Sometimes, a lot of different things to get yeah, there. Most you know? of the like, time. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was really hard for me to dig myself out of that little sorry for me hole. The reason why I started playing professional women's hockey was was because I needed to get out of that funk. And from pushing through that pain and hurt and disappointment, I got everything that I have now. I didn't give up. I became a role model for young black girls and just girls in general, boys even. I mean, I started working with one of the best franchises in NHL history. And now I'm working with one of the, it, the biggest broadcasting entertainment company business in the world. And I think it's because you just keep going. It doesn't matter what happens that comes in your way. It's just, do you love it? Do you want to be, do you want to continue? And that's fine. And now I'm Blake Bolden without a gold medal and I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I want to run through a wall. That was awesome. Holy smokes. You're such an inspiration. Like that is like when you're talking, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. She's doing it all. But like, just what, was there someone or something that helped you get through that hard time? Because sometimes for some people, it's like, you know, you, you might start to believe the people that say the thing, the bad things about you. Right. Yeah. And it might take like, wait, no, that's not, I am coachable. Like I can do this. Yeah. I think, um, every single coach that I've had, ha that I've had in college and professional hockey, um, I, I know the, the coaches that have actually pulled me back into deciding that I wanted to play professional women's hockey. Um, Digit Murphy, Katie King Crowley, Courtney Kennedy, um, all of these people that have just been like, no, that's BS. I've coached you for four years. I know who you are as a person. I know your character. I know what you're about. You know, it's, it's, it's just, it's just what it is. You just have to mm -hmm. take it in stride and decide what you want to, because the, you, people are not going to like you doesn't matter what you do. There are going to be people that don't like you and it doesn't have to be anything about race. It doesn't have to be a thing about anything. It's just people are not going to like you and that's okay. You just have to like you <laughs> and you have to yeah. like what you're about and you have to believe in your purpose or your passion or your profession. And that's just what it is. Damn right, man. That is so true. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much for being so open oh. and honest about that kind <laughs> yeah, of stuff. Absolutely. I don't, I think People, we all struggle with this kind of stuff. And like, you're right. Like sometimes people just don't like you for whatever reason might be whatever. in their, their background that like might be about you. Like I have people that hate me for reasons I have no idea. It's not about and you. I'm, it's not even about it, you. It's a projection. It's something that they hate yeah. about themselves. Like if you, if you can really walk into a room and actually genuinely give love and attention, which was what I love to do with all of the kids that I work with, that is, that is light that you're bringing into the world. You're not right. bringing in this, this, this distorted vision. Like you just like, well, okay, you don't like me. I did nothing to you. So yeah. <laughs> and it's hard sometimes because like for high achieving people like yourself, I mean, I don't want to say I'm not in that realm, but I I try to be a high achiever. You are. Like you and I, obviously, you know, um, uh, you, you want to please them. Like you want them to like you, right? Like I found myself going down a hole of being like, well, how can I get this person to like me? It's like, Julie, it doesn't matter what you do. They're always going to hate you. Doesn't matter. Like they're they're not going to like you. And it's like, but why? Like, like, 
should I cut my hair or like just like no why are you changing yourself to like why are you changing yourself yeah should I change my should I get my U.S. citizenship would that make them like me like I could do that and I'm like then you start being like okay that's yeah yeah it's not that's not it that's not what you want to do you want to be you want to be Julie Binks Julie Julie Stewart Binks Thank and you, you. Wanna, thank and you. And you want to be you, and you want to be blonde. Yeah. You want to be Canadian. I'm <laughs> you're Canadian, and you want to. I am. And, I am. And that's fine. And you want to live in New York City I'm, and and be yeah. there. <laughs> I like to have a. Li- I like to. Do- I'm double dipping. You know, green card holder. So you know, I got the Canadian. Maybe I'll be. A, maybe I'll get my U.S. citizenship. I'm eligible. So you know, you can't say no. Well, you can't say anything if I have dual. That's pretty dope. Right. Yeah. We'll have to see, um, depending on how things go this year, uh, <laughs> who I want to associate myself with, but I think I already know the answer. Um, all right. Okay. Blake, thank you so much for joining us here sure. on the show. This sure. has been awesome. I know we got to let you go. She has like 500,000 jobs. Um, this has been off air, the show that starts when the red light goes off and you guys can find us on bet rivers channels, like subscribe, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to Off Air with Julie Stewart-Binks on the Bet Rivers Network.